Thankful that you could join us. Let's look at the fourth anchor of the believer. We're going to be dealing with the anchor of his power. This is the fourth in a series of four storm anchors. Let's look to the word of God. Acts chapter 27 and verse 29. Then fearing lest we should have fallen upon rocks, they cast four anchors out of the stern and wished for the day. Let's pray. Father, we're thankful for your goodness. We're thankful for the anchor of your presence, the anchor of your promises, the anchor of your plan, and God, for the anchor of your power. God, speak to our hearts during this time, wherever this may find men and women, your word will not return unto you void. But I pray that it accomplishes the purpose that it set out sets out to accomplish in lives and hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Paul was headed to Rome to testify before Caesar and, and caught up in this storm uh, on a ship. They, they cast four anchors out of the, the stern or the rear of the ship. And believers also have four anchors. And we'd like to look at that last anchor, the anchor of his power. If you've heard of YouTube, there are some videos on YouTube of this beat-up looking 1966 Volkswagen Beetle. Not much of a car. And there are videos where this car is pitted against sports cars. Shiny looking Porsche. A Lamborghini Gallardo, which is a new Lamborghini. And a Nissan GTR. And this Volkswagen will engage all of these in street races. And it was racing for money. And I don't know, it's very legal, but it happened. Well, this little beat-up 1966 VW wins all three races. You see, because underneath the exterior and the messed-up paint job is a 1,000-horsepower turbocharged engine and the power of God's word is not sometimes evident in the exterior of someone's life in in fact in the old testament there was a man named Samson and they they he had an extraordinary amount of power but it wasn't evident no doubt he probably didn't have big muscles didn't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but he had exceptional strength. And they began to look for the, the, the secret of his power. Obviously, it wasn't in his bulk, but we understand it was in his God and the covenant that he had with God. But to this, this anchor of God's power is based on our covenant with Jesus Christ. You see, the storm was huge that Paul was in, but it's simply true that God's power was greater. We can cast the anchor of God's power in our life and in our storms. Acts chapter 27 and verse 44. So how did it work out? The Bible says it came to pass that they escaped all safe to land. God's power, the anchor of God's power, delivered in the storm. 
We'd like to look at three things about this anchor of God's power. And if you're lacking some power in your life, you see, power delivers. And the power of Jesus Christ delivers. We want to look at three things. First of all, where is this power? The place of the power. This power that Paul had in his life, this power that you as a Christian have in your life. Sometimes we look and say, well, I'm no one to look at. Well, when Samuel went to anoint David, he looked at all of David's brothers and he's like, oh, surely this is the king. And God said no. And then he said, surely this is the king. God said no. And then God began to give a message to Samuel, his prophet. He said, man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. A lot of the cars and in this car that I talked to you about in the beginning, the power was not evident on the outside. It was on the inside. And God's power looks in our, into our insides, in our hearts. This power, the place of this power, place of the power in a car is the engine. It's on the inside, under the hood. The place of the power of the believer is in Christ, which is in our hearts. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 1, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 says, Therefore if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. If you're going to do anything as far as being around a powerful car, the first thing they'll say is, is get in. You know, you can watch a car go down the street. It's powerful. But if you want that power and experiencing that power, you've got to get in the car. And it's the same thing with Jesus Christ. Believer has gotten in, as it were, to the power of God. Christ in you, the Bible says in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's an amazing thing that, that God is so big, Solomon said. He's so big that the heaven of heavens cannot contain him. And yet he's so small that he fits inside of our heart. See, God, the, the anchor of God's power, we look to the cross of Jesus Christ when he died. They, they began to mock him when he was on the cross. And they said, he saved others. Himself he cannot save. You know, that's the truth. If he was to save us, he couldn't save himself. He was made sin for us, that we would be made the righteousness of God in him. The Bible says that when God saw the blood, not just the blood of the sacrificial lamb during the Passover in Egypt, but when God saw the blood of the Lamb of God, of Jesus Christ on the cross, then his judgment would pass over us. God's cross, God's blood, and then the power of God's resurrection, that's the place of God's power. We sing that song before we get to the resurrection. And if you come to church here, it's on page 173 of the hymnal. It said, would you be free from the burden of sin? There's power in the blood. Power in the blood. 
Would you or evil a victory win? There's wonderful power in the blood. And the blood that saves men and women and that cancels the power of sin forgives the power of, uh, uh, of transgressions in lives of men and women is also the same power that God worked through the resurrection. It says in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 19, And what is the exceeding greatness of His power to usward who believe? According to the working of His mighty power which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead. There is resurrection power. The power and the place of the power is in Jesus Christ. And I've got good news. Jesus Christ is alive. So the the power plant of God's promises, the anchor of his power can be approached. He's a living God and you can make contact with the power of God. What's the purpose of his power? The place of the anchor of the power of God is in Christ. The purpose of his power why do, you, why do you get into a race or the car? Is it to get second place? Be the first loser? Of course not. In the Olympics, they race to win. In car races, you race to get first. There has been a great lie thrust on our generation. And it, it kind of seeps into the church too. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. It's how you play the game. That's a lie. If you look in the word of God, and we know that's a lie, but you look to the word of God and and the apostle Paul said, know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. One gets the gold medal. Who? The first one to cross the finish line. And then he said, so run that she may obtain. In another place in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 14, the apostle said, I press toward the mark. For what? The prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We race to win. And God makes it possible. The purpose of the anchor of his power is to win the race of God. Is to make it from uh, this day forward and get to heaven. There's a verse of scripture that says in Psalm 116 in verse 8, For thou hast delivered. See, the the power of God delivers. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. First of all, he delivers my soul from death. He delivers us from separation. Isaiah chapter 59 in verse 2 said, Your iniquities have separated you between you and your God and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. You know that God's power, the power of the blood, the power of the cross and the power of the resurrection, it takes away that separation between us and God. And the Bible said, for uh, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? That, that there's no one that's able to, there's, for what shall separate us from the love of Jesus Christ? God breaks that separation. He delivers. And then he also delivers us from sorrow. He delivers mine eyes from tears. The Bible says, in thy presence is fullness of joy. Nehemiah said, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Paul said, rejoice 
evermore. That the Bible said that you can, you can not only have a life of victory, but you can have a life of joy. Because the power of God gives us power to have joy in our life. Even before you can say, thank God it's Friday. You can say, TGIF, thank God I'm forgiven. And you can have the joy of Jesus Christ. It's the power of God. And not only the delivering from separation and sorrow, but and my feet from falling. He can deliver us from slipping. You know, people say that you sin every day. Everyone sins every day. It's hard to drive in a ditch. When I was a younger man, I, parents may or may not listen to this, but if they do, this is what happened. Mom and dad was driving a Mustang 5.0, not recklessly, but the road was wet, and I, and I turned uh, to the right, kind of going up a hill on the road, and maybe pressed the gas a little too hard, but my, my car, this rear-wheel drive car, began to spin around, and it went in a ditch. You can't really drive in a ditch, so the car stopped. And it wasn't going to do any driving until the tow truck came and towed me out of the ditch back on to the road. There's a lot of people that they, they think they can drive around in the ditch, but you know it doesn't work with cars and it doesn't work spiritually. You've got to get back on the road. You can't live in sin. But you see that the Bible says he's delivered my feet from slipping. In all my ways, I can acknowledge him and he'll direct my paths. Jesus said when he was asked by Thomas, how can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way. I am the road. You see, the purpose of Jesus Christ's power, the purpose of his power is to deliver us from living in sin. God can give you a victorious power in your life. The purpose of it is so that you don't have to live in sin anymore. You can walk with God starting today. Why don't you cast the anchor of his power? Say, I'm not going to live that way anymore. God has ability for you to live. It's in Christ that you can live above sin. It's the purpose of his power. And in the practice of his power, you got into a car, you're teaching someone how to drive. You say, well, how do I get this thing moving? You get your right foot after you turn the car on, right? And you put it on that right pedal. Right foot, right pedal, that's the gas, right? And in the practice of his power in Jesus Christ, you press the gas and the gas is the faith in Jesus Christ. If you've ever cast the anchor of his power, it's not that complicated. You simply look to Jesus. The Bible said without faith, it's impossible to please him. Have you ever attempted to please God, but do it all yourself? You know, God wants it to do, he gets the glory. If anyone's going to glory, let him glory in the Lord. He that cometh to God must believe he is, and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. There's two types of power that God gives a believer in the practice of his power. And the first one I'd like to look at is authority. He said, behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. That word power comes from the Greek word exousia. It means not like dynamite power, uh, but it means an authority. In John chapter one and verse 
11 and 12. Verse 12, it says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power, exousia, authority, to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Do you know that when a cop gets behind you, it's not his gun that makes you slow down. It's the authority that that police person, man or woman, has to keep the law, to enforce the law. You know, the devil doesn't fear your muscles, but the devil fears the power and authority of Jesus Christ. When was the last time, Christian, that you used your authority in the name of Jesus? In the name of Jesus. When that mental battle comes in the name of Jesus, in that authority of Jesus Christ. You see, if we uh, submit ourselves to God and resist the devil, he'll flee because of the authority that is in Jesus. It's the practice of the power of God. And after that is also the dunamis power of God. Jesus said it, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And that's in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. Do you know when the Apostle Paul gave his life to Jesus, he didn't go very far, for he was blinded at the time of his salvation. And Jesus gave him some instructions. You got to go your way to Damascus and find this guy named Ananias. He's going to pray for you. And Ananias was waiting for him and he said, Brother, the Lord Jesus that appeared to me in the way as thou camest hath sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight. So you're going to get your sight back and be filled with the Holy Ghost. God desires to actually have dynamite power, dunamis. That's where it comes from, like a dynamite, self-reproducing power to, to be in the life of the believer. And that power in Jesus Christ is a delivering power. God has, if you please, horsepower. He's got something under the hood that can deliver you over and above the situations. After they were all delivered from this shipwreck, they were wet, no doubt, right? They had swam to land and they came upon uh, an island called Melita and there, there was a, a fire that was kindled for them by the inhabitants of the land and Paul was gathering sticks and they were going to warm themselves around this fire because it was cold and because it was raining because they were soaked. And Paul gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire and there came out a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And they all began, you know, superstitious day. Well, this guy must have been a murderer, and that's why he's being judged. It's kind of like karma or something, right? But the Bible says in Acts chapter 28 and verse 5, and he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. The power that delivered Paul from the shipwreck was the power that was going to deliver him from the next thing. You know that God delivers you from one storm? He can deliver you from the next, you know, write it down. You're going to have another storm in your life, but he is able to keep that which thou hast committed unto him against that day. He had begun a good work and you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. If God started something in you, the power that he starts it with is going to be the power that he finishes it with. Cast the storm anchor of his power in your life. Amen.